cleaning spills and splitting bills. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Mate, very hectic stuff. Um, when I got home yesterday, Alex Dyson. Oh, absolute no. scenes in my hood. No, this is serious. This is serious stuff. Oh, okay. What happened? Um, well, there's a big commotion at the end of the road. A bus on fire. Oh, my goodness. Engulfed in flames. You, I, what did I tell you about transporting your mixtape around on public transport, Matt? <laughs> what have I told I you about that? I should never have carried my pen and pad and written such fire no, that's, in the that's back no good. seat. No, that's right. So shout out to Kenny Brown, who a uh, 71-year-old bus driver who was behind the wheel, lost power, yeah. then noticed a bit of smoke coming from the front of the vehicle, right, then decided, everyone, get the hell off. He's, he's ushering people away. This is serious business. Yeah. Suddenly, minutes later, <laughs> proper flames engulfed wow. in fire. Because so, I always thought, like, the amount of excursions you go on in school on buses, right, just uncalculable how many you've been on. And the amount of times I've been sitting on a bus looking at that little red window hammer that you um, <laughs> that you pull off and you smash the window of the bus. Like, I've imagined so many bus emergency situations in which I'd have to use that. And, like, thinking about the bus turning on its side and then you have to go out the other way. Yeah, and just smash like, the window, yeah. Yeah, so, mate, did people end up using that hammer finally? No, Someone no, used I it? D- no, no. I think the, the, hammer, the hammer perished with um, never being used, thankfully. Well, I'll get in um, touch no, with this if you've ever used the bus, the bus red little hammer to get yeah, out. That would be really interesting. Let's do. My, I mean, my friend was in a was in a um, bus incident in uh, in China. Mm. Bus rolled down a ski <gasps> ski slope. <laughs> glass with glass in his eye. I mean, it's pretty full on. Let's. Goodness. We don't want to go too too dark with it, but no, I mean, we, it's quite an action packed situation. If you've ever been in some situation like that, do let us know. Because I'm also sure, you know, because I've I've imagined it. I was a you know a little goody two-shoes primary school kid, and I've imagined just like, well, I wonder what would happen if I took it off and just just gave it a whack. And I'm sure some uh, absolutely loose unit has just done it and the window shattered oh. and, like, the teacher's been really angry and, you know. Yes. Yeah. Well, I remember... <laughs> we were supposed to do a short intro. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But I Sorry, remember- Ron. <laughs> looks like we're settling in for a long one. <laughs> I remember when I first started year eight, this kid in year nine told me to like become part of this cool secret club that uh, that existed in the school, which yeah. I didn't know any. I didn't know what it was about, but I desperately wanted to be in it. Mm. He said one of the missions is to steal the little hammer oh, from no. a bus and smash one of the classroom windows with it. Yeah, goodness. so I thought for ages about how I could figure out how to do that until I realised it was all a scam, and he just <laughs> he was a an asshole. Well, when I went home over holidays, I walked through my old high school. I'm like, oh, there's the science rooms. I remember when uh, a kid <laughs> lit the Bunsen burner pipe and just had a flamethrower going out from the desk. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they keep those gas tanks under the classroom. <laughs> that is not good. Anyway, wow. sorry, well, look, um, that has gone long. And we want to jump into this podcast ASAP because we've got an incredible guest on the show, Mr. Russell Howard. Not everyone's keen on the vaccine. It's the most significant medical issue in society today is the injury from vaccinations. No, it's not. In this country, since 1978, 22 people on average per year were harmed by vaccines. To put that into context, 3,078 per year are injured by slippers, 315 by photo frames, and over 1,000 by Christmas trees. Poor vaccines. They've got worse PR than Meghan Markle. 
Yeah, we cannot wait to chat to such a legendary UK comic. So please uh, sit back and join us for that. We've also got a little bit of a tech update with our mate Chris Marsh, audio producer. This is Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. First up, Matt O'Kine, and with the world doing a lot of its dealings online now, given a lot of us are at home, um, the world of tech is more important than ever, isn't it? Yeah, but it's certainly creeping into some weird, and I mean that, uh, avenues, I'd say, isn't it? <laughs> are, you t- are you referring to the final story that we're going to be talking about in a well, moment? Well, <laughs> I did see something get sent around, and I have to tell you, Alex Dyson, I don't know where the heck you found this, from Marshy found this from, but let's get stuck into these ever-important technical pieces that we need in our lives. Yeah, if you liked Marshy's movies, then you're going to love... Do it, do it, do it. My tech, my Mac, I want a Tesla in matte black. My tech, my Mac, I want a Tesla in matte black. Marshy's tech report. <laughs> Thanks, Siri. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my tech, my Mac. Marshy, you know all about it. And, Making uh, tech sexy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are in the studio to tell us what's been going on in the uh, the world of technology. Happy CES week, guys. What's that? What's that? CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. It is the biggest tech expo in the world. It happens in Las Vegas every January. This year, it's all online, but they're still uh, doing all of their big announcements. All the big companies are releasing their you know, latest TVs, newest gadgets. It's where everyone goes and floats their their future ideas that we might see in a year or two down the track. Right. Mm, I mean, okay. I love me a... JB Hi-Fi, like, pamphlet. (laughs) (laughs) Catalogue. Like, I mean, I love flipping through those. So So, uh, this must be the mecca of uh, (laughs) all things plug-inable. Yeah, this is where you see, you know, they release their new 16K TVs that cost $200,000 and Mm. things like that. (laughs) But it also shows us where the industry is heading and Mm. and what we can expect. You know, the big buzz one this year is LG have debuted a rollable phone. So the screen can roll out to double the size because it's got a flexible OLED screen. Wow. So we've had foldable phones for the last couple of years and, and you know, everyone's excited about the fact that we're going to see probably the third gen of the foldable phones this year, which is generally in the tech world where you start to see the price come down a bit, you start to see mm. the features a bit better and it starts to become a bit more mainstream. And now we're seeing this rollable phone, almost like a blind <laughs> So wait, oh, okay. So I was thinking so of it as a- like you're rolling up a carpet or something, or you're, you know, rolling up a like a sushi master. Yeah, no, okay. so- no. Think or- of an actual. Fo- so you get a normal phone. Yep. And then you push a button, and one edge of it extends out like a, almost like the awning on a caravan. You know, where you, <laughs> <laughs> you have that rollable extra bit. So you've got your normal phone, and then yeah. you can go. I want big mode. And out rolls another three inches of screen. And seamlessly comes in with the screen you've already got. And the screen just continues on and and suddenly it's now the size of a phablet. A phablet? (laughs) A phablet was a buzz term a few years ago, a cross between a phone and a tablet. A PH phablet. I thought it was just a fabulous tablet. That's why I wasn't sure. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, interesting. Like, okay. So it just... takes away a little bit from, you know, you know the old thing about hanging up on a mobile phone? Yeah. Like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> when you're angry, yeah. you press hang up and it's... Just you can't talk in. to me like that. <laughs> and the pergola <laughs> rolls in on your phone, yeah. That's it. It's interesting with these... These flexible screens now where, you know, people are going to be thinking about all sorts of... Apparently, TCL also was showing off one that's probably a couple of years away that was described as it was a tablet that you unroll like a treasure map. (laughs) Probably more what you were thinking, Dyson, Uh, where you just like... Why are we still worrying with screens? When is the hologram coming? I, I mean, sure. I yeah, saw the chip in your neck sort on of thing. stage yeah. a few I, years ago. I do love, though, with that particular one, is like, you know, back in the Egyptian days, we had scrolls, yeah. and now we're back to scrolls, yes. you know, rolling out. <laughs> the references are still that old. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, uh, what's up next, Marshy? Um, feel like a smart toilet. Smart toilet, is that the ones with the uh, the shooting jets of water to just make sure everything's oh, neat and tidy? No, that's just Japan. This one connects to your phone, analyses your human waste, <laughs> and tells you what nutrients are missing in your diet. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so your toilet texts you and says, your diet seems a bit unbalanced. We recommend some salmon or chicken avocado for dinner. <laughs> I, feel wow. like I would be getting harassed by my toilet. Like, yeah. <laughs> the amount... <laughs> The amount of messages. So worry when you have to start ghosting your toilet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like leave me alone, toilet. I know. Imagine leaving your toilet on red. That would be. <laughs> that's the final insult. And so, how does it do it? How does it work? It's just got a. It's just science. It's got senses, yeah, science. It it actually also analyzes the skin uh, by testing your butt while you're sitting on it. Oh, there's some things that don't need to know. You don't need to know this much about yourself. Well, I guess, you know, we, we do test waste for COVID, so maybe they yeah. can add a, you know, software oh, that's update. that's good, actually. It's an automatic test every time you drop the kids off. Goodness me. All right, well, that's coming to a coming to a Thunderbox near you. COVID also obviously influencing a lot of tech. I mean, there's things like uh, masks with inbuilt microphones, so you don't have to take your mask off to make a phone call. Or to oh, yell and that sort of yeah, stuff. That's yeah, that's interesting. Those things are coming. There's some sensors that they were debuting that can um, test for flu-like symptoms around you that you wear up to a hospital-grade level, they've said. Wow. Wow. So you just, wear, you just rock this vest like it's a bulletproof vest, but it's a... It detects flu-like symptoms around you, which is pretty <laughs> It protects crazy. you from the coughs and stuff. Okay, interesting. And if you've got a spare 40 grand, you can have a disinfecting robot that goes into your room and sprays UV rays around and gets rid of all the virus in that room. Wow, that's interesting. Turn your room into a uh, a tan... What are they Pretty much, you the can't tanning, be in the room, bed. otherwise you'll get fried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it has to work remotely. But well, yeah. the last time when someone went into Matt Kine's room with a UV light, they found something <laughs> yeah, even worse, dangerous. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the crime scene. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Mushy. One more. I quite like this idea. To listen to the Matt and Alex podcast, right? Mm. Remember when shower radios were a big thing? Lava shower Mm. radio. Everyone had a shower radio. People getting pumped up on their, you know, before their Saturday night, having the get ready shower with a shower beer, listening to some shower radio. I hear. They started to get like Bluetooth ones so that you could stream your Spotify to it, but you had to recharge them and it was all very annoying. Mm. These guys have invented one that you screw in between the faucet and the head on yeah. the shower 
and the stream of water powers it. <gasps> Hydro-powered shower radio. Hydro-powered shower Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> Your Finally. shower's water flow keeps it charged. Finally. I, I mean, I think this is what humanity's been working towards, isn't it? This <laughs> yeah. is, so this Matt is and it. Alex forever, as long as you're clean. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, man, you can stay and listen to uh, do a podcast binge in there. That's great. And the final story is the one that got sent around our group today. Now, this is, this is unbelievable because hackers can strike anywhere, but I feel that... <laughs> yes. There's, there's talk like that the is, Internet of Things should just be renamed the hackable of things. Well, they, they, you know, all, you're always getting jammed down your throat. Be careful of your bank account details. Yep. Don't share your logins to anyone. Yep. But get what 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 did they find could be uh could be exploited. <laughs> this Martian? story said that a hacker took control of the locked chastity cages of several men, asking them for a Bitcoin ransom to unlock them. The message said, Your cock is mine now. <laughs> <laughs> now so. There are so many bizarre layers to this. Okay, let's just break this down. <laughs> Lockable chastity belts that you connect to the that are connected to the internet. Yes. So I guess so that your partner has control over mm. when it's locked or not, or your master in that sort of relationship. Oh, yeah. okay. And so it locks locks your penis away, and only they have <laughs> have the key, and the so that code, yep. and so it's sort of this delayed gratification thing. And I guess Until now there's that a breach. apps are happening, and so instead of your partner controlling it, it's some random who wants some Bitcoin. <laughs> yes, there was a breach in the API. A hacker got into it. He took control of it, asked them for $750 in Bitcoin. And it was real because one of the guys who, you know, anonymously said this happened to me, he said, luckily it wasn't on me at the time, oh. but I went and checked it and it, I, I couldn't unlock it. Wow. He's like, he did have control of it, but... Surely there must have been someone out there that's been locked into it. Which oh is, my god! Well, it's thank time you for the very... joys of life. Explaining <laughs> <laughs> that to the fireys that come round. Yeah, those little like bone sores. Or, oh no! Oh, sores. All right, oh, yeah. um, let's let's uh, wrap up the very first edition of Marshy's Tech Report uh, for this week. Thank you very much, Marshy. Thank you, guys. Catch you later. This is Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. All day breakfast. All right, Matt, let's chat now to a UK comedian who you may know from Russell Howard's Good News, the Russell Howard Hour. His name is Russell Howard, and he joins us now live from his new show, show Russell Howard in Quarantine. G'day, Russell. Hello, fellas. How are you? Oh, well, we're good. I mean, we're out and about. How are you? What You just said off air that it was day eight in quarantine. I've heard that day seven is the, is the, is the day you wake up and go, oh, what am I doing? Is that true? Can you yeah. attest to that? Well, what they did, day seven, there was a knock on the door, as there is every day. There's a, sh- there's a knock three times a day where um, they arrive with your food. And then they kind of scuffle away. So you never see anybody. You just hear footsteps. There's a knock and the drug deal is made. And the drug deal is like a, a chicken, tiger and curry. And you're like, thank you. You hear somebody down the corridor going, no problem. So it feels like we've got like these ghosts that are delivering us food. When um, are they in the hotels going to just bite the bullet and put a little mailbox 
prison-esque flap in the door, plop it down and then put the food through like you're in solitary confinement in a prison. Absolutely. That's the way to take it up a notch. Exactly. But to get back to the, to the day seven thing, there was a, there was a different sized um, bag and it said, congratulations, you've made it to day seven. And I was like, oh, wow. And, and I opened up and there was a suite that was basically pineapple covered with chocolate. And that was the treat. <laughs> and I, I kind of had one bite of them and you're like, well, no wonder they're giving them away for free. It was absolutely <laughs> disgusting. It was like, you know when you're like going, oh, wow, this is like a treat. And they're like, you've made it. And then it just felt like, what? You know what I mean? It was awful. So, you would have preferred yeah. just a burning bag of turd. <laughs> just stomp out like, on your door front. You're like, at the very least, you could have given me heroin or meth <laughs> or something that would actually make the time go rather than picking pineapple out my teeth for a week. Do you know what I mean? Because it sounds like a pineapple fritter, which we have at a lot of fish and chips chops in Australia. I'm not sure it's yeah. the same, Russ, over... Over in the UK. Oh, what? You still got it? Are you going to get it from the, from the waste bin? Yeah. It's a thing called a, it's called a Pascal pineapple lump. It's oh, well. Mate, that sounds like a disease. That thank like you disease. very much for ruining our opportunities to ever be sponsored by pineapple lumps. You absolute buffoon. Thank you, Russell. Jeez. Sorry, pal. It does that. Doctor, I've got the pineapple lumps. <laughs> my lump, <laughs> my lump, my lump, my lump. Yeah, it's when not did a they appear? What they appeared a week into quarantine. <laughs> well, we should say you're in quarantine because you're doing some massive shows in New Zealand for your yeah. stand-up to a respite, which was your biggest world tour already uh, up to this point, but it's just been blown out because of the pandemic. Can you tell us when it began and uh, where you're up to at the moment? Yeah, so basically we started in October in the UK and we did October and November 2019. And then we were supposed to be going to Europe in March and America in May and then Australia in July 2020. And, you know, one or two things happened. So we kind of got rescheduled and... I'm now doing the gigs in New Zealand in January and then I'm doing the Australian gigs in July. And hopefully there's a there's a very, very faint chance that I might be able to do the gigs in America in May, but you know what I mean? It's hanging by thread. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I heard you had a very different 40th birthday than you'd expected. Yeah. Do you know, my wife um, had arranged this amazing surprise party. I was doing a gig in Amsterdam and all my loved ones and everyone I adore was flying out, all my mates, all my family, to Amsterdam after this gig. And I found this out when I was staying at home with my parents. On my 40th birthday, it was the day that UK went into lockdown. And um, I, was in a, uh, I was in my childhood bedroom. And it was just this beautiful way of like the universe. You could hear the walls laughing at you, man. It was just so... Um, it was so funny. Why was Russell Howard in his childhood bedroom? Or don't don't you like what? I can imagine. I thought you would have had a big, you know, penthouse somewhere in near the near the big art gallery down the Tate. <laughs> oh well, nice. I mean, clearly you clearly you know London. Yeah, I mean, take me to the, the, the big art gallery near the Tate. Um, yeah, it was my like basically. My wife is a doctor, so I, she was you know needed. 
and we had another doctor staying with us and it became apparent that they wanted the house to be a covid free mm. zone where if they had covid they could be and relax and not have me so my wife was like can you go and stay with uh, your mum and dad for a couple of weeks so that's why i ended up doing so i was literally and i did a tv show when i was staying with my mum and dad in my old bedroom and normally when you finish a TV show, there's a green room and there's a bar. <laughs> there's, a, there's a bit of excitement. Some sun-dried just... tomatoes on a little platter backstage, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And you're having a little chat with your guests. And it was just, it was so weird, just mum going, how was your show? Do you want some shepherd's pie? Should we have some shepherd's pie? Let's have a bit. So I would go from, from doing a TV show to watching a 65-year-old woman eat mashed potato. And that is not the way. Much as I, I love my mum. Yeah. Women, women and men who get to a certain age, as soon as mashed potato goes in the mouth, it's the worst thing you could possibly see. It's just like, even worse than a pineapple lump in the in the gob. There, I got to tell you, the mashed potato. I'd rather have the pineapple lumps than watch my mum eat mashed potato. Is your childhood bedroom something that's been your parents have transformed? As soon as you move out, it's the new sewing room, or it's where you keep the uh, the fly fishing rig, or is it a shrine to you know sixteen year old Russell still? Russell. Yeah, there's still there was a, there's still a poster of Robbie Fowler in there. Uh, it was just like so, it's that weird thing that you're like, "Hello, Robbie." Yeah, <laughs> you've probably met and Robbie. We Fowler. meet again. <laughs> it's, it's just this weird thing that that you know, like this kind of poster of Robbie Fowler is like going. So, what did you make of yourself? <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's been interesting, Robbie. I, I, I'm a comedian. Oh, really? I, I, I see. I see you're still masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, just, just trying to, I'm trying to live my life. I'm bored, Robbie. Can it's locked down, Robbie. Give <laughs> me some slack. Oh wow, goodness me. Well, you have been managing to still put your your creative out, um, output out there, Russell, uh, including some incredible interviews I've been watching on your Instagram as well, which you can check out. One of which with, I mean, speaking of going to America in May, you've been managing to check in on the situation there with Mr. Matthew McConaughey. I saw your interview with him. Yeah, it was great. A really, really cool man. And uh, I, I've got a feeling it was recorded a little while ago because this is what Matthew had to say. What does it feel like in the minute? My hope is that we can get through this time here. If we can get through the end of the year without <laughs> too many people getting too damn goofy and creating some little one-offs that, that are civil sort of wars, then we can stabilize. Our country's got to stabilize right now. we got to sober yeah. up. How do you think uh, his prediction went there, Russell? <laughs> He's honestly, it, it, what's really interesting when you spend time with him, I sort of said this to him, I was like, if he ran a cult, it would be huge because he's just got, he's just got this way about him and he, he has a very sort of easy wisdom and clearly he's not always right as we've just figured out then, but he kind of... I don't know, he's, he said this thing that I thought was really interesting, which is kind of how I feel most people are, that he was like radically centrist, that it feels like the media and the new media have kind of amplified the fringes on the right and the left. And the majority of us are in the middle, just trying to live our life, make sure the people we love are okay, and just trying to crack on through. But for whatever reason, this this kind of wildness on either side has overtaken. And he went, he said this thing where he goes, the way I see it, I'm in the middle of the road and the armadillos are running free. Now, I don't know what that means, but he said it was, he said it was, he said it was such conviction. That I was like, yeah, man, the armadillos are running free. 
streets, you know what I mean? And, and you just jump on Urban Dictionary windows, afterwards <laughs> to just try and figure out what's yeah, going on. Yeah, is this on. like the new Antifa? Like, what are the armadillos? But he said it was such that beautiful Texan drawl that, that gets you out of trouble because he told this great story that the reason he went to um, Africa and the reason he went to South America on these kind of trips was because he had a dream where tribesmen appeared on the side of a river and then uh, it was a wet dream. And he, he woke up and he was like, I have to. Yeah, yeah, totally. He's like, I have to go to Africa. And, and so straight away, I was like, did you tell anyone when you arrived? Like, do you know what I mean? Of like, you know, just business or pleasure. Mate. Well, a both, really. I, uh, you know, and I had this lovely image of him sort of chatting with an African tribes person about the reason as to why. He goes, yeah, I just was in my bed and I ejaculated. And I, I knew I had to travel, you know? I, so it was great, man. It was a really, it was a really interesting person. And weirdly, when I'm doing some gigs in Austin next year, and he's going to come along because he wants to do stand up. So I'm going to try and see if I can get him to do the gig oh, wow. with me. Russell, but please keep us posted be, on that. I'm going to have him go. Huge. Yeah, he'd be great, man. Yeah, exactly. People turning up with like plastic armadillos, <laughs> just sort of like holding them up. Absolutely. So, oh so goodness me, man! Before we let you go, Russell, you do have the gigs in uh, in New Zealand that are happening in the next couple of weeks. You've got the gigs in Australia that are happening in July. You mentioned possibly going to May. Well, I mean, what 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 are you doing in between? Yes. You're just going to holiday. You're going to hang out, or have you got you've got made it to business? the southern hemisphere? So yeah. will you stick around. I'm trying to do some gigs in Australia after the gigs in New Zealand to see if I can hang around, just like fun gigs, um, uh, not necessarily the tour gigs, and then hopefully do little shows in the UK and then kind of it'll all get back to normal and then hopefully 2022 we'll be back to absolutely the way we were before and, you know, live shows and... What it makes you realise, like not to get too kind of sort of introspective, but it, when it's taken away from you, like during the summer, I was doing gigs in like car parks. I did a gig in a woods. I did a gig in a lay-by and they were great. <laughs> and you realise that that there is no such thing as a bad crowd mm-hmm. because if you've done a gig in a woods and it's okay, then when you're in a theatre or an arena... <laughs> It's going to be epic, so I can't wait, really. Oh, we're so excited that you're back on the road. We can't wait to hopefully see some gigs before your official big tour that kicks off in Australia on the 21st of July in Adelaide, followed by our shows in Perth, Sydney, Melbourne, and Brisbane. So if you do want to see some Russell Howard, check it out now. His respite tour, livenation.com.au, and get your tickets ASAP. That's it. Russell Howard, it's been an absolute pleasure. Good luck with uh, the lumps. And um, we will. <laughs> it's not a great way to end an interview, is it? Good luck, Good luck with the lumps. <laughs> Cheers, fellas. I love that. It was great. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Now, Matt O'Kind, a bit of a humble brag from you yesterday, um, heading back to the gym. Um, mm. And noticed a bit of a sign that caught your eye when it came to these situations where you can exert yourself in a pandemic. Yeah, well, absolutely. And look, it's no no slight at the gym for uh, putting up a sign like this because there's nothing worse than people who don't want to return what they've picked up. But uh, the sign at the gym says, <clears throat> if you're strong enough to use the weights, you're strong enough to put them back. Ooh. 
Sassy. <laughs> so uh, we found that quite a sassy sign and asked you if you've seen any sassy signs recently. And um, yeah. look, you've come to the party. Rachel has gotten in touch via Instagram and said, uh, <laughs> texted this sassy sign about social distancing, which from, from the looks of it, from a place called The Beach House, and it says, if you can smell the fart, you're not far enough apart. Um, keep at least well, 1.5 metres apart. Well, it sort of says, if you can smell the fart, you're not fart enough apart. I know, it ruined fart. it. It ruined its own sign. Because the <laughs> rhyme is fine. They, they, they flew too close to the sun to try and yeah. make it funnier than it needed to be. Yeah. Anyway. And I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not the sassiest. Is it deserving of your brand new audio? I, I Matt said, know. I'm happy to do the segment. We just need this. Sassy. Yeah, exactly. And um, thank you very much, Chris Marsh, for putting together <laughs> such a sassy slogan. Um, Tay says, uh, this sassy slogan for a lawn mowing business um, on Instagram says, uh, Simon's Lawn Care, sit on your ass while I mow your grass. Ooh, sassy. <laughs> That's a bit, yeah. I feel like it's quite generous, really. Yeah, it's saying, sort of, oh, it's saying you, sh- you should be able to, but yeah, it's, it does tap into that thing where... Um, there's only once in my life in a four-person share house. I moved into one that which had a cleaner and that kind of thing. Mm. And when the cleaner comes along, you just feel really bad for you know sitting Worst on your grass, thing, isn't it? Or they polish your glass. I you know? <laughs> I used to, I used to. We had a big share house, and I used to lie in bed while the cleaner came in and just cleaned <laughs> around me. Like it's it's the rudest thing. Like I you you're such yeah. A I had grub. that. I had I was that in like, college as well. Over, just lying in bed, and this person to be dusting my bedside table next to me, just <laughs> just be there, obviously awake, but eyes like peeking open. Oh, what a! I mean, it's the worst. There's nothing worse than having someone vacuum under your feet as well. Like you just cannot. Whether it's your partner, like if if, if my partner decides to vacuum and I'm sitting in the couch, I'm like, oh. Oh, and then you <laughs> lift your legs. It's lift like, your feet up while they you work. You can't be a good person no. if you're lifting your legs up and uh, getting vacuumed under. But back to sassy signs. We've also got Elsa from Brisbane joining us. G'day, Elsa. Hey, how's it going? Good, thanks, Elsa. Um, Brizzy, represent. You've uh, you've seen a sassy sign in your in your nana's kitchen. Yeah. So uh, it was my granddad's wife, but she had a, mm-hmm. um, like a big, massive magnet that said, "I may be fat." but you're ugly and I can go on a diet. <laughs> Whoa. Ooh, sassy. Whoa. <laughs> savage. That's a savage nan. <laughs> yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. Um, how old were you when you first saw the sign? Small, little, mm. like probably like seven or something. <laughs> it's, it's given you some deep psychological issues, <laughs> yes. but that's okay. I'm <laughs> a personal trainer now. So. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> oh, incredible work. Elsa. Well, thank you very much for joining us. No worries. We'll catch you later. And thank you very much for listening to All Day Breakfast today. It's been very, very fun hanging out with you. Thank you to Russell Howard for joining us live from quarantine. And yeah. uh, make sure you're tuning in tomorrow for another big All Day Breakfast. And for the end of the show, we're going to leave you with a, a little voice message from Monica, who texted uh, in on uh, at matt.n.alex on the gram. Well, because Monica's found herself with a plain enemy. Yeah, yesterday on the show, we heard my partner uh, Woods uh, accidentally 
sent a high-pressure fountain of water over her own head onto the woman behind her due to uh, a new water bottle she hadn't worked out the mechanics of. Uh, and Monica found herself with her own plain enemy. So uh, we'll have a listen to this. Feel free to uh, answer any of our talkback questions by popping a voice memo through or a little video through to matt.n.alex on Instagram or hit up the Discord as well. That is up and running via the Instagram bio. But here it is, Monica's plain enemy. We'll catch you tomorrow. Bye-bye. My friend and I were catching a flight from Paris to Berlin and we only just made it, so we were last to get on the plane and we just took the first two single seats available. We'll cross the aisle from each other and it made it a bit awkward because we are sharing headphones. So after takeoff, the seatbelt sign went off and my friend just walked to the back of the plane and she found a guy asleep at the window with two seats next to him. So we moved up there and listened to music, having a great time. It was all good. Towards the end of the flight, I noticed my hands were getting a bit dry so I just I was like, oh, I'll put a bit of moisturiser on them. I grabbed the small bottle of moisturiser and as I popped the top off, the pressure made the moisturiser shoot up into the air and we watched it fall on the guy's lap and land on his inner thigh, like just below the crotch. Really, really sus. We could not stop laughing or believe what had just happened. I was like to my mate, I, we can't just leave this guy here. He didn't even know we sat down next to him. He's going to have no idea what's happened when he woke up. So I just lightly shook him on the shoulder and I just thought, oh, I'll just mime to him what happened. So I like pointed at the moisturiser bottle. I traced my finger in the air where it shot up and then I pointed at his lap and I was like, sorry, bye, and just ran back to my seat and didn't even see him after that. Didn't want to see him like it was done. (laughs) That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.